Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. Oh, another tough one for the Lions. 34-20 loss at Minnesota. We'll be bringing that all down here on Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> so just try your best to drink a lot of Kool-Aid. Get ready for this episode. Uh, we'll be talking about Patricia Quinn Stafford. We'll be covering it all. So sit back, relax. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Cooley, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Safford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl champs. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It's November 9th. Recording this at 617 Central Time. And we uh, have the Blue Kool-Aid crew... Uh, breaking down this, well, just another disappointing Detroit Lions loss under the Patricia era, thirty-four to twenty at Minnesota. It was, it wasn't even that close, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm Big Z, and the rest of the Blue Kool Aid crew is here. We got Connor. Hey. We got DJ. Hey, everybody. Got Rud Dog. Yo. And then last but not least, we got Bob. What's up, boys? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, uh, before uh, we get into um, breaking down this game, I just wanted to play a, a, just something different since uh, we, uh, just to try to change it up a little bit. So I just want to play 30 seconds of a song, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, and if you mind, deal with it. All right. Go for it. Just the same old thing. Just the same old thing. No matter how much love you try to bend. Just the same old thing. All right. <laughs> so if you yeah. don't. Uh, that's the same old thing by the Black Keys, but uh, right. it's just the first thing that popped in my head after watching the Lions yet again in the Patricia era Ugh. continue to do the same old damn thing over and over. It's uh, just a series of uh, hurting themselves and continuously not playing any sort of uh, competitive defense week in and week out. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I mean, I was just trying to change over the song because we we have said the same old thing week after week on this podcast about Patricia, about this Detroit Lions team in the Patricia era. Um, Rud Ru Dog, I know you were talking to me right before we get on here. When do you think uh, Patricia's time will go, or is, is it is time to go? Uh, just just go. What did you tell me? I mean, I think. Uh... Ownership would have every right to fire him now, but they did make a mandate before the season that they would get if they didn't play meaningful games in November, if they didn't 
make the playoffs, then that would be the line. So, I mean, I think once they get statistically eliminated from the playoffs, if they get statistically eliminated from the playoffs, then time for Patricia to go. Time to bring in the special teams coordinator as the interim head coach, in my opinion. I like that idea, actually. Hey, but see, I want to take a little issue with you, though. You said this defense, how bad it was. But I'm telling you, this defense, we made some stops. We made some stops. We we could kept the offense in the game if the offense could do anything. And I blame it more on the offense than the defense, personally. Um, they're both not that good. I didn't say it was I, good, I, but they made some you, stops, and they kept we, us in I, the game. We can't stop a mediocre run game yeah. week in and week out. Well, and Delvin well, Cook like, had a record yeah, day. Yeah, he did. I don't that's think that's mediocre. a great defensive yeah. performance. No doubt about it. I mean, he was a great, he's a great running back, but we should have been prepared for a great running back and had a plan. That you know, it's, it's really hard to play uh, defense against a great running back when you got ten guys on the yeah. field. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The uh, third yeah, time yeah, in the yeah, last yeah. two weeks, the Lions have had ten guys on the field. It's unbelievable. Yeah. A new a new coach in this third in the third year. This is happening at the end of the Jim Caldwell era too, where we had ten guys on the field. I, it, it's not rocket science, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, my thing about the which defense, is ironic. My thing about the defense isn't that they're good right now. It's that the coordinator has been making strides to be different and improve, whereas we're not seeing what we saw last year, the same like three rush thing all year with everyone back in coverage. He's mixing it up. He's getting aggressive, and it is resulting in some stops and keeping us at least in the game if they had like, any help from the offense. But, uh, I mean, they're not good. Let's don't, don't, make that clear. They're not good yet. That's on Quinn, in my opinion. Yeah, and this this is a game where the Lions had two blocked punts. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And both of the blocked punts resulted in getting the ball in the red zone, and they still lost by fourteen points. <laughs> what did one turn into an interception? Was the one? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, so uh, let's talk about Stafford in this game. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen him have in terms of just. I, at least I, th I I think it was one of the worst games I've ever seen him have. And do do we think that was more of a product of his week that he had? Uh, kind of being uh, separated from everybody, not practicing. Uh, yeah, having to like, I don't know if you guys saw the story with his daughter. He he said on like, I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday night. He broke his quarantine, was driving home because no one was there to watch his kids when his daughter fell and had like a concussion, and his wife had to take her to the hospital. She's fine, uh, but he was about to break quarantine, and as he was like a mile from his house, his wife found someone else to watch the kids, so he go back to the hotel. <laughs> playing the game this Sunday. Just a crazy story. Kind of crazy week. That could have taken so, his mind off the the game somewhat, I assume. But Yeah, I, yeah and just a whole, I don't think missing a whole week, week of practice. Yeah. I, don't, I don't put too much into that. He's been doing this a long time. If he misses a few practices, I don't think that's going to affect him that much. Right. Like, I mean, I think it wouldn't have been surprising if he played the same game, even with a week of practice, based on how he's been playing this season. Yeah. Hey, Zeke, the, the way he know. started the game. I don't know about that. Um. He missed the hall pass on the first play, yeah. which I thought was a great call. Great call. When they had the deep pass, if he'd have got a little more air under that, a little deeper, they could have completed it. But then after that, he did settle down, and he had a pretty good first half. Um, he completed, I don't know, 16 in a row or whatever. Yeah. But it, it just fell apart on him. Yeah, yeah it was a rough week yeah. for Stafford, for sure. You know, I think it – Yeah, he – Go on, Connor. Go Sorry, on. continue. No, I was going to say, he, he played – poorly and he's played poorly all year i think we even me the biggest stafford slappy here can admit that but the play calling is just so stagnant and there's yeah, absolutely no terrible. pace to their game there's no hustle it's just so predictable and 
why Adrian Peterson, they keep ramming him up the line is beyond me. But like Stafford is getting absolutely no help from his coaches. Agreed. No Agreed. help from weapons. You know, I, to, I don't know what to say. To build on that, Connor, like, like Stafford's not playing good this year, more by Stafford standards. Like he's not playing absolutely terrible or anything. He's making plays yeah. a lot. Like his stat lines are are never as bad as but look, we know Stafford, we have expectations for Stafford, and he's far from meeting those standards that he's set for himself. So I mean, that's the problem. And and he needs to play close to his our standard for him to have any chance with the build of this team at this moment. Yeah, definitely. And and um, I mean, Stafford didn't get help either in this game. Daniel Medola dropped yet another first down pass. I think it's his third or fourth drop of the year. Uh, one one that's going for a first down. He's he hasn't been quite himself. He still got. I mean, he was our leading receiver. Seven catches for seventy seven yards on uh, ten targets. Lack uh, of consistency is probably the <laughs> best way to describe this team. DeAndre Swift, no drops in college. Had another drop in this game that would have gone yeah. inside the five yard yeah. line, and then the next play. Stafford throws the interception. That play never would have happened if DeAndre Swift catches the ball. Uh, so, I mean, the line, Stafford's not the only one to excuse by any means, of course. And it, the offensive line continues not to open up any holes uh, in the run blocking. None. <laughs> like, they're so bad yeah, at bad. run blocking right now. It's, yeah, it's it's frustrating. Our, our red zone performance is just terrible this year. And then mm-hmm, if we can't. Yeah. We got to punch it in because Prater's not hitting field goals now either. So I know. Yeah, how about what is up with Prater this year? It is remarkable uh, I mean, how bad he has been. He's an aged guy. He's, he's just I think it's catching up with him. Maybe the the kidneys are starting to go out on him from all the, the yeah. bruising. He's time. still got the leg. He just can't get it through the post. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say he's got the legs still. Right. So I don't know what's wrong with and you. And everything's is missing Cody Parkey available? Maybe we could pick him up. Whoa. He's not available. He's not available. <laughs> <laughs> He's kicking for the Browns actually right now, and actually doing oh, okay. really well. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I think that's like the thing. Like, I would imagine fine the fine motor skills that go into just being so precise would be the first thing to go when you're getting up there. I don't know. I mean, like you said, he's booming them, just not as accurate as he used to. It's like little little pull off at the last moment, whatever it is, just causing him to miss. Yeah. So I mean, how do the Lions uh, can they can they fix this? this season or is it just is what it is i need to see this offense like bevel do more like what the defense is doing not not in terms of success but like just change things up for crying out loud connor said it best like so unimaginative and just boring and predictable and we let and it's so different from last year yeah last year in the first eight weeks under stafford was the best we've i think seen stafford play uh and and it's just so bizarre how it's not the case yeah i watched the the Lions said the vikings are playing a lot of too deep coverage in this game that's why they didn't throw it deep but sometimes you just gotta you just gotta do it you gotta make them respect it somewhat and it hurts not having galladay of course but that's not an excuse no i was watching uh, a lot of the post-game interviews and uh these players are off just frustrated i mean I feel sorry for him having to answer questions almost because they're just, they don't even know what to say anymore. Like, Hey, we got to go back to work. We got to do that. I mean, (laughs) but it it gets so old as a fan, but imagine as a player, it's gotta be so frustrating for them. I I think they're frustrated with their, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're frustrated with themselves or coaches or, well, I don't know where the frustration lies with them personally, but uh, they're frustrated too, just like we are. And, uh, and it's not like they're not trying, they're trying, but, 
I don't know what it is. We're not, they're not getting us together, but it it ultimately right. falls on the head coach. Yeah, like I was gonna say 100%. that. Like I know we're still on the offense, but when you have endemic, like systematic issues from end to end, it, that goes back to the leadership that falls on Quinn and Patricia, and and you know maybe more specifically Patricia, but like when when you can't pinpoint the issue. That's the head coach. Like, yeah, it all goes back to the head coach, regardless. But when you can't point out what's the problem and fix it, then I think that's that's leadership. That's lack of leadership. Yeah, I don't see how they come back from this myself. I know that's anti Kool Aid, but drink, Connor. I, come on, I think I said. I feel like Pat- Patricia's on a sinking ship, and it's there's no lifeboats. He's not. Well, I, I think they're gonna write out the season with him because, like. I don't know. Firing a coach mid-season usually, you know, you have a plan already. I don't think the Lions have a plan, but I don't see how he comes back, and I don't see how you bring back Bob Quinn. What do you think about the movement to uh, get Braden Combs to be a head coach? I'm all <laughs> the for special it. teams coach. Yeah, he's the only person. As I like answer, it. <laughs> honestly, I don't they give said a shit. John Harbaugh was a coaches. special teams <laughs> coach before he took over the Ravens. Right. So. Yeah, and, and, Joe, and Joe Judge of the Giants is also a former. So it's not unprecedented. Can you no. think of a coach on this team that deserves it more? That's what I would say. It might be awful, but if you're going to move on from Patricia at the end of the year, then it doesn't matter what – like you're going to have to figure out your plan for next year regardless. Yeah. And so why not give a, a young promising talent a chance to see what if he brings a different perspective and, and talent to that position of head coach, especially someone who's in I'm your okay system. So, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, I'm, like I said, I think yeah. after they're statistically eliminated from the playoffs, that would be the only that would be the scenario. They promised Patricia he had a chance to make the playoffs this year, so that's his chance. He's got a few I, more games to do. I that. disagree a little bit on this. I mean, I mean, I not that he couldn't be a good head coach, but I think at this point you write out the season. If he doesn't write the ship, you sweep out the whole house. You get rid of Quinn and Patricia, and don't let Quinn pick the next coach. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. And get rid of Rod Wood, honestly. Yeah, but, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't like the idea of riding up a season if it's not going anywhere. I, I think this yeah, is like a, this is like an, an on-the-job interview. Uh, let this guy see what he can do. Maybe he has some – I don't know. I, You know, Bob – They should not be hiring internally for a head coach next season. Hey, our special teams are awesome. It, if we're they looking are. for bright spots on this team, it's our special teams. We're really – Except for Prater. Re- well, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. For, for well, Prater, but, but other than that, we are – we have unbelievable gunners and uh, and kick coverage people. Blockers. We blocked three punts in two weeks. That's incredible. I mean, right. we're pretty good on special teams. And, uh, and, Bob, I would agree, though. Like, you know, maybe if we fire Patricia after the playoff elimination, Quinn's gone regardless, I would say. Uh, if Patricia goes, Quinn goes. That's my opinion on this. Yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah. They, they, he latched his boat to Patricia. He could have fired him last year and preempted this maybe, but he tied his boat to him. So I, I, even if he sticks out to the end of the season, Patricia's gone or Quinn's gone and he's not picking the next head coach. I agree with that does 100%. It, does it frustrate you that Bob Quinn might have hired the wrong defensive coach from New England after seeing the success that uh, Brian Flores is having in Miami? And did the Lions make a mistake by drafting? Uh, I've just I've seen this thrown out there about how Tua has looked actually pretty good, <laughs> and the report said some of the Lions scouts wanted Tua drafted. Put Tua on this team, and he doesn't do that well, yeah. in my opinion. It's off it line. I. <laughs> but everything would be backwards because he's a lefty, so they'd be scoring <laughs> double. Yeah. Right? There you go. That's, That's a, a good, good point. point. <laughs> you know. 
I'm not totally <laughs> down on the defensive coordinator. I think he's been put with a tough position, and I blame it more on Quinn for for neglecting the defense. Not totally neglecting the defense, but not putting the going for the right kind of foundational players we need to build a solid defense. I mean, we've we've gone after guys that don't. You know, we have like like I'll say it again. I know I've said it before, but Hawk. Like we could have gone for a front seven guy that year, and we decided to get a tight end. A tight end's not a foundational piece, and I blame Quinn for the composition of that defense right now. And I don't think it has enough talent to be truly good. So I I think he's doing a respectable job with what he has to work with. Well, to drink to drink the Kool Aid here a little bit, the Lions are only two games out of the playoffs with half the season to go still. Uh, they they only trail. Uh, the Rams are in seventh, and the Bears five and four. The Forty Niners four and five. They're on the downward trend, and the Vikings three and five, who uh, we just played, but we'll play again. The the season's not over yet. <laughs> no, we got half. The, we had yeah. the whole division ahead of us. So there's if we al- flip, we can flip the script. There's always a chance they can turn it around. Still, is what I'm trying. It'd to be say. nice to win a divisional game occasionally, but uh, yeah. we haven't done that well, yet. That's not Patricia's brand. He doesn't game. like to win those. Yeah, home yes, game. Like those either. The home game is probably most the most disturbing. Like he's not managed to turn home field advantage home field into an advantage, which is I, to me is like a bad sign for a coach. I think the division the Based division's on Kelly Stafford though, it sounds like Ford Field itself is like not doing enough yeah. to make it feel like a home atmosphere. Yeah, well, especially in like this COVID time. Yeah, that's that is probably. I would say the division is way more concerning because uh, he continuously gets out coached by people that know what he's going to do uh, routinely. Mm, yeah. And it, and it, and in a lot of cases, not close. Like this Vikings game, the Packers. Yeah. Uh, well, the Packers. We were leading for four quarters last year twice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. I guess uh, the Saints game isn't as bad as I thought it was either. They they we were just like the spark they needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we want to talk about the defense a little bit in this game as well? Yeah. It, sure. Too far. Oh, um, Romeo Quara. I feel like and Jamie Collins was flopping a lot good. out there. I don't know if other people agree. Trying to cover Dalvin Cook was a tough assignment for a linebacker. I agree. I, agree. I mean, but still, I feel like he got yeah, burned. No, like this was his worst game. Yeah, he had the worst grade of any linebacker in the NFL this week uh, for PFF. I believe it. Uh, as evidenced, uh, for instance, by the Delvin Cook on that last drive of the first half, covering him. Is that one uh, where he Pretty slipped? lazy yeah, tackle. Pretty lazy technique, I should say. He yeah. didn't He didn't chop his feet at all. He just kind of fell over and let Delvin yeah. Cook run for 20 yards. Tried to cut on his I mean, it's tough foot. to cover Delvin Cook in any regard. The guy is a really good athlete, but... Jamie Collins is supposed to be a really good athlete. That's what we paid him uh, $30 million for in the offseason. Right. Uh, this is the sort of game where you need to step up, especially when you're on the field for 100% of the snaps and definitely not showing up in the run game or the pass game. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, best degraded defensive player in this game is actually his true font. Yeah, and then even yeah, he, whiffed he, on a, he, he whiffed on a tackle for what would have been like a seven-yard loss on a toss play that one time to – Cook and he was right there and just didn't close the deal, but uh, and, and Will no, he, Harris was finally showing up a little bit, but I don't know. He ended the game getting knocked out of it, I think. But uh, he made a couple plays which he wasn't doing before. So. Yeah, he had four tackles and seventeen snaps. <laughs> I would say missing Tracy Walker hurt, but we saw last week he can't cover a running back either. So I don't know. <laughs> and this was this was definitely a money worry game, his worst game by oh, yeah. far. He, oh, was, yeah. he was he was, a, he was atrocious. 
He can. Yeah, he was truly terrible. He seems to be on a decline almost. Cause yeah. He's he went from looking real solid for the first several weeks, and then the last couple weeks he's been getting exploited, which is a little upsetting. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the way the defense is playing, it feels a little bit like last year, where like it's hard to blame any one performance when the whole thing is collapsing, sort of. Well, last year we were in every game pretty much. I mean, and then we had Stafford about was pretty much the difference. But this right. year we don't even have that to blame. I don't know what's going on. No. It's rough. It's frustrating that we're not even in these games. That's the problem. Can we at least can we at least talk about a Romeo Quara? Because it sucks that we're we're missing out on stellar play. We're we're not exploiting the stellar play by him right now. He's he's taking his game to a whole new level this year. And it's like to no avail because everything else is falling apart. <laughs> oh, you're right. The guy is. Yeah. I mean, he blocked a punt this week. He he made that awesome. It wasn't a sack fumble or anything, but he hit uh, Cousins' arms on that one to cause an incomplete pass. Like, the guy is playing really good football right now. Yeah. And what about uh, Austin Bryant, too? Because yeah. he missed so much time. We're finally getting to see him a little bit. And he's yeah. the guy's talented. If he could stay healthy, he might be a. A real uptick for our defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he nice. did nothing in the pass ga- uh, pass uh, d- defense, but I mean, he did do he did block the punt. So right, that's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not too hard on Edwards and Griffin either. It, he just transferred into this team, and I, I think he did okay. He was our third best uh, graded defender. So, in this So I game. mean, that that's like a little positive silver lining going forward because hopefully, as he gets more comfortable here, he'll be more of an impact player for us and. Him and Aquara could actually team up to be a nice duo on the edge. He talks a big game. I don't think he's going to be back next year, personally. <laughs> Probably not. No. But, no. I mean, like one year signing, but, you know, we'll see. If he goes off going down the road, maybe he will be back. I don't know. I thought that was a good game for him to step up, though, against his old team when he's all I pissed know. off. That would have been the one, especially for, like you said, Bob, all the talking that he did during yeah. the week. <laughs> Yeah, I, I called a vengeance game for him. Like, I called two sacks or something like that in the prediction, but then instead, Abdullah scores a freaking touchdown against us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, come on. Abdullah. Oh, boy. Yeah, the, the revenge went the other way. Yeah, I know. What the heck? <laughs> that was like it. Yeah, that, that was, was his first half of the game. <laughs> yeah. We should have had more because we also had Curse, who should have been getting a revenge game. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Oh, oh boy. Uh, Romeo Quara played 53 of the 55 snaps in this game, which is kind of uh, rare for a defensive lineman to do, uh, to play that many snaps in a game. But He's your best player yeah, right now. He is our best player. I know Trey Flowers is out there a lot, too, but I don't think he's out there that much usually. And then uh, Everson Griffin only played half the, less than half the snaps. He when, played 24 or 55 snaps. Well, Trey came out of the game. Yeah, Trey he wasn't, wasn't bad. at all, was he? Who? You said Trey Flowers. Oh, you mean before this Yeah, game? before, before. Oh, okay, I got you, got you. Um, but <laughs> it definitely hurt not having him to try to stop. I mean, who should who, who should our starting cornerbacks be? Does Awarie deserve to start? Uh, not after that performance. Not after that one. No, uh, I wouldn't uh, say so. Akuda didn't have a great game either. Uh, he, he it was yeah. He was IR now, right? I'd still start Akuda. Yeah, I'd still keep playing Akuda I mean, at this point. I'd keep Why playing Awarie and Akuda. Honestly, well, I mean, I think you had to add some context when you're getting run all over by a running back. That just stresses out your secondary to the max. Yeah. So uh, just to break down the coverage uh, and the the yards. So uh, Trufant uh, was targeted three times, only allowed one catch for eight yards. Akuda allowed three catches on three targets for 61 yards. Awarie 
Um, one one bad 35-yard catch he allowed, but he's missing <laughs> tackles uh, as well in mm. this game. And then uh, Jamie Collins let up 90 yards receiving in this game, all the running backs. That's uh, such a tough That's what he's credited assignment. with, at least. I mean, we even saw last week Tracy Walker couldn't cover a running back, and you arguably the best running back right now in the league is Dalvin Cook, and you put a linebacker on him all game. I don't know. Like, I, I thought this guy would come in and maybe cover tight ends and not cover super fast running backs. But he's supposed to be the super athlete. That's what we're paying him for. That's his skill set. I will say that one was really bad, just terrible technique. But, I mean, I'm just saying that's, that's a tough assignment, even if you're a freaking cornerback trying so, to cover him. I mean, my question is why don't they? Why didn't they try to bring out a guy like Reeves Maben to cover a running back instead? Let's just change it up. That uh, would that, make more that's sense. A that's actually a great idea. That, we have. that guy should play a little yeah. more. He should. That's on coaching, then. We've been asking that for a while, though. Why doesn't Raven, Maven get in more on these passing downs, yeah. uh, especially from the linebacker position? They're giving him more playing time. He's out on the defense more now. but He played two snaps this game. I just happened to notice those two snaps. <laughs> but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. he's actually on the defense, which was last year. He never saw the field on defense. But, yeah, well, yeah I don't understand their reluctance to use him more. He seems to be a really instinctual, fast player. Yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's another tough one in uh, the Patricia era. And and that's the thing. Like we talk about these individual player performances, but part of like what didn't Patricia always like like say re- almost religiously like put the players in the best position to win? I I think he's failed to do that. Well, yes, yes, I agree, and I, I I'm. Just, just going back to the offense, I've been a big Bevel fan, but at least last year I was. But mm-hmm. lately, I've definitely yeah. not not been a fan of his. I know Bobby put in uh, that Lions fan page uh, to, <laughs> to bring back Jim Jim Bob Cooter, and the, the yeah. response was hilarious. That's just a troll. Oh, oh I, I know. know it was funny. I got a good hundred and forty <laughs> no's. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> bring back Linehan. Justice for Linehan. Yeah. Right. Oh boy. I can't blame Bob. That one time Cooter pulled him out of that car at wreck was, it it makes sense. (laughs) The life debt. (laughs) Well, I don't know, but we do. Bevel has shown capabilities though. And since we are the blue Kool-Aid crew, we have Mm -hmm. to see, you know, how we can turn this thing around. I think there's still possibilities, you know, when when we're all playing and uh, Trey Flowers is back, you know, and if Stafford gets his head right, you know, we could put together a few wins and, Sneak into the playoffs. I wonder, like, I wonder if Patricia's like emphasis on clock management on offense is like tempering Bevel's play calling, or if that's yeah. just all Bevel. That could be their, their insistence on running Peterson incessantly. It's just, it's just, it's oh, ridiculous. Mind boggling. It makes no, no Connor, sense. You nail it. Literally, make DeAndre Swift should clearly be your number you one running back. At this you point. nailed it, though. You nailed it on the head. Like every coach has their emphasis. And clock management, I just don't even see how that's, like, such a big emphasis. Like, I've said this before on the pod, but, like, my coach in college, his emphasis was, and I guess it was based on statistical analysis, was that the single biggest deciding factor in who wins a football game is big plays. Who has the most big plays? And our offense doesn't even seem to try to do that too often. I guess they did early. I I think Bob said they tried a shot to haul right out the gate, but, like, like you – why not do that throughout the game? Pepper those in. Like, try yeah. for big plays. Like, well, maybe Patricia yeah, should try point management instead of clock management. Yeah, yeah getting that would right, be nice. More points in the other team, and then, like, at the end of the game, then we win. I, I, it's just <laughs> yeah. to try it. Just try 
Let's see if it worked, you know. Yeah, worth yeah. a shot. Rudd dog, like like that that hall pass at the beginning of the game. Like I said, it missed. It was a bad throw from Stafford, but he was open. You know, if he, mm. if he slung it down there. But you see on the other side, the Vikings, they had Jefferson going on the right side, and the it was just they uh, just misconnected on the on the on the pass. So the next play, they went back to the same play and they completed it. You know why not? If it's if something yeah. looks like it's about to work, just keep going. Yeah, in. why not? And you know. And when you try those deep balls, you stress the defense because they have those the the secondary has to keep running deep routes with the receivers. So I, I yeah, it seems to be a very narrow minded offense. Yes. And yeah, you do, you don't see the flow like a good. I mean, you see it sometimes with the Lions on like the first quarter when they have a good call, you know, sheet out for their first couple drives. The script. Um, yeah. But it doesn't seem like there's a good flow throughout the game with their offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah, it's frustrating. And, and I actually kind of put this more on Patricia, the, the Peterson thing, because we saw the same thing with Blunt. Like the, it has to be the head coach. If like, CJ Anderson. Well, I was like, thank God we yeah. cut CJ Anderson. Like that was how like bad must CJ Anderson have been to being cut by uh, Patricia with his love for right? these slow these veteran old, running backs. Old veterans <laughs> just keep running them. Hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. boy. <laughs> hey, see, what was the time of possession in that game? Didn't we uh, win that battle? I don't know. Probably just because we were coming back and we let up a seventy-yard touchdown. Means so little compared to so many. Oh, uh, we had the ball thirty minutes to twenty-seven minutes. Yeah, but but oh, Connor was right though. That's the thing Patricia has always emphasized, and uh, he nailed I think, it there. Yeah, I agree. I think that was a really good point. I think we worried too much about that controlling the ball and the time instead of just scoring fucking points. Right. Yeah. At this point, I think Patricia. What happened to Dagger Time? Yeah, Dagger, yeah, yeah, right. They, they accidentally <laughs> fell on it. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, at this point, if Patricia's not like bringing everything back to fundamentals and reassessing everything he's done and trying to like figure out new and just getting creative with it, then he doesn't deserve to have this job. Cause it's weird. Like it's not working because he was going away from man coverage for a while. And I was like, Oh, maybe this is a new Patricia, but now right. more than ever, it feels like the same old Patricia. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Changes are too slow and too far in between to really make a difference. Yeah. With the coaching staff. I agree 100% on that. Yep. I mean, and it was obvious coming in the game what the Lions had to do stop the run on the zone blocking scheme that the Vikings have. It's not like they did anything like, outrageous or unique or interesting <laughs> right uh so i'm not sure what the what the game plan was during the week it, it clearly was not executed to any sort of degree <laughs> honestly maybe they should have just had an entire week of practice that focus on the fundamentals of tackling for that man because <laughs> like, hmm. the tackling was abysmal by the every defense. time cook got hit yep. he went another three four yards easy every at least every at every least, time yeah it was it was frustrating so right. Well, I think uh, that's going to wrap up this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you want to keep talking about this? <laughs> for the rest yeah. of the We're just saying just the same thing the with new hours. words. We got to uh, leave on a positive note here, though, We got to do something positive here. The positive note is that we yeah, get well, to play the, the Washington play. Redskins with Ooh, their third string quarterback yeah. next right. week, yeah. Alex Smith. Yeah. Alex Smith is the quarterback. What a comeback story that It was. is a great comeback story. We'll talk about that a little bit you in know, the preview. It, it's good they week, don't but... have Haskins le- next week because we gave him his first NFL win last year. 
<laughs> yeah, with the selfie. And it gives Alex Smith just go for the leg, right? So oh. Sweep the leg. Oh, come, on. come on, guys. Come on. That's terrible. I'm all for it. <laughs> You know, at this point, you got to do what you got to do to win. That's right. That's football, baby. <laughs> Sweep the leg. I don't endorse Sweep this. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. I think we need the, uh, the Cobra guy. Kai. We need Crease. We need John Crease to come in and just be like, <laughs> go to college. Now, that's, that's a good idea. Bring him into the locker room. You don't do the whole thing. That'd be so cool. Sweep the leg. <laughs> No mercy. <laughs> all right. All right. I should note that Matt Stafford. I love it. I should note that Matt Stafford cleared concussion protocol as well, so he'll be ready to go for the next uh, game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless something happens during the Six week. touchdown I passes to see Chase next Daniel. Sunday. What the heck? No. Chase Daniel was highly, uh, more highly rated than Stafford this game too. We'll yeah. For, despite his pe- interception on like the first, set, first or second yeah, pass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! God. All right, so I think that's gonna wrap All up right. this podcast. Uh, blue Kool Aid drinkers, just keep trying to drink blue Kool Aid. I know it's tough, <laughs> but remember, we're not out of it yet. We're only two games back. Uh, Half a right. season to go. The Bears, okay. the Bears, Nothing. the Bears, and the Forty ers who are in front of us are on the downswing. The Vikings are only they're still three and five. Uh, we get to play them again at some point this season. So it, it, we're not out of it. The, the, the Lions find him. Uh, maybe Patricia wakes up. He has a good. He has a, an amazing dream that just changes the season around. Uh, changes his games. And God came to him in a dream yeah. and said, "Play DeAndre Swift over Adrian Peterson." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, we're we are there. Please leave a review on Apple, though, specifically. Uh, but we want to thank everybody for listening. Connor, UJ, Rudd Dog, and Bob on Big Z. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go. flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator